This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. My name is Tim, and joining me as always is Dane. And Dane, I always usually start off by asking you how you're doing, but I think over the 10 years we've been doing this podcast, this is probably the most saddest one where I felt having to jump on to record an episode of ours because obviously, as we're recording this, it's been a week since the passing of the one and only, the great Kevin Conroy, which was such a shock and just tragic news to learn about last week. So um, just right off the bat to let all you guys know, this episode is just going to be entirely dedicated to Kevin Conroy, where we're just going to kind of share our thoughts about what happened, share some of our favorite performances of his stories, and just pay tribute to what was an extraordinary career that Kevin Conroy had voicing one of the most iconic characters ever created in fiction. So this episode will be totally dedicated to Kevin Conroy as he deserves because, I mean, over the course of 247 episodes of 10 years of doing this podcast, we've lost um, some some of those in the Bat family, whether it's actors, comic artists, comic writers. Um, but to be honest, this is the first one that really hit home into my fandom as a Batman fan because as everybody knows Batman the animated series has and will always be my favorite interpretation of Batman everything about it of course a big part of that is Kevin Conroy's performance as Batman Um, not just in the animated series obviously but video games different movies but particularly his work in the DC animated universe is why is a big reason why that has been my favorite and in my opinion remains uh, the best ever storytelling that the character of Batman has ever had. So, yeah, this was a real tough one to learn about um, last week. So, yeah. So, um, Dane, I kind of went on a little long there before you had a chance uh, to say hello on this episode. But it's just such a tr- tragic loss that we had amongst uh, the Bat family community, fan for fans, and just all the, in the creative field as well. Yeah, uh, especially for people like you, Tim, that, uh, you know, that's their their Batman. They grew up with the show. They know his voice. 
not only from the show, but from video games, um, you know, the, the, the animated films. So, yeah, uh, it's 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 really sad. I had no idea he, he was even sick. You know, I'd, yeah. he, he had cancer. Yeah, um, that's what they announced that he died of, yeah. Yeah, so, like, oh, it's, it's so unfortunate. Um, God, I, I couldn't even believe the... Uh, alert that I got on Twitter. <laughs> it was just a, uh, you know, just a sad loss. Sad, sad loss. Yeah, um, I know it was. It was just such a strange feeling to wake up to that, um, because it's, I could like I said, I woke up just by alerts, tweets, and just notifications about that. Uh, he passed away and because uh, I wake up, I mean, sometimes the noise on your phone, um, you hear it while you're sleeping, but you would, you just ignore it and say, oh, I'll wait to look at it once I wake up. And then, but kind of kept hearing it. And then it's just uh, when I saw actually looked at what those notifications were, it was just shocking. Like, I couldn't believe it. And because how I found it, um, it was from one of our listeners, Artero Juarez. He, that was like the last notification on my phone. And he just said, don't know if you already heard, but such sad news just released this morning regarding Kevin Conroy. I was like, oh, no. Like, it didn't necessarily know that he passed away. But when I saw that, I was kind of expecting the worst, but hoping that maybe it was something that, you know, wasn't as serious as that. But as soon as I kind of looked at it and just saw the news stories and that confirmed that he did pass away. It was just such a sinking feeling that I had that just set the mood off for that day, just in a very <laughs> sad state. Um, so yeah, I was just really sucked to learn about that. The first thing that morning and just kind of being with you throughout the course of the day, just that entire weekend really. So yeah, it was just a really tough one to take. As I said, just, 30 years of his performance, his take on the character being with me for most of my life as I was nine years old when Batman the Animated Series first started and just um, loving and respecting and realizing for me his performance being the best of the best when it comes to Batman. So, yeah, so obviously we don't want to dwell too much on the sadness of his loss as great as it is because I want this episode also be a tribute to him to kind of share of our favorite moments memories of kevin conroy as batman so you might hear some familiar stories that i've said before over the course of this <laughs> doing the podcast for 10 years but um they're ones i feel i still got to share for the, the memories that stick out to me uh, regarding kevin conroy so and this one the first thing i'll share off is, is one that i know i told before when discussing batman the animated series but um it's i want to start off with my first exposure to hearing Kevin Conroy's voice as Batman and just going into the premiere of the very first episode. Um, I remember so clearly we're hearing the announcement that we're going to get an animated series based off Batman coming off the heels of Batman returns. And in my mind thinking, Oh, this is just going to be a continuation of the Batman movies. Batman's going to look like he does in the movies and have his black costume and I wasn't even thinking about his voice or voice actors or anything like that. As a nine-year-old, I wasn't too concerned about <laughs> who's going to be 
of voicing these characters in the series. I was just kind of more focused on how it's going to look and hoping for some cool action. And then getting that premiere date for that sneak preview on Saturday, Saturday morning with the cat and the claw, waking up early to make sure I do not miss it. And Dan, you know where the story's going. <laughs> you never, you're never going to let it down, let me down for this one, but seeing the look of the animated series and then hearing the voice of Batman for the first time and me, the stupid nine-year-old kid being disappointed. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't look like the movie version of Batman. Where's his black costume? I don't like the sound of his voice because I'm still, it doesn't sound like Michael Keaton's Batman what I'm used to. I don't know. <laughs> it just having that initial reaction of just being disappointed that it wasn't like the movies and just how wrong I was. I don't think I've been so wrong about anything in entertainment <laughs> than my initial first reaction to watching the Cat in the Claw episode of Batman the Animated Series. But boy, did that quickly turn around within <laughs> probably just one episode. Because even though I was disappointed that it didn't look and sound, besides the music, um, like being like the Tim Burton movies, I still ate up the episode and just couldn't wait for the next one, which was another special sneak preview of on Leather Wings, which premiered that following Sunday night before the series got into its regular rotation on weekday afternoons and just never missed it, never missed an episode. So, um, yeah, that's my claim to shame, I should say, <laughs> as far as my initial reaction when hearing and seeing the very first episode of Batman the Animated Series being disappointed it wasn't like the movies. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it quickly changed to <laughs> where that initial reaction as a nine-year-old kid wanted it to be like the movies to then being so thankful now that it only took little bits of pieces of inspiration from the movie and creating its own <laughs> established take on Batman and being the best that there ever was. So yeah, that was my first uh, reaction and exposure to hearing Kevin Conroy's voice as Batman. And I was too stupid and young to realize just what a great job he did in those early episodes making his performance as Bruce Wayne and Batman very distinguished. I mean, the one right away, the first episode on Leather Wings, there's that great moment where he's talking to Alfred in the Batcave and he gets a phone call from Dr. Marsh about the test results. Um, and he just so quickly switches to his fun, happy Bruce Wayne voice. He's like, hey, what's up, Doc? And then just immediately goes to his uh, <laughs> Batman voice on the fly. It's like, I didn't realize it back then, but just how genius his performance was at the very beginning of the series. So, yeah, that was my first memory of hearing Kevin Conroy's performance as Batman. Um, how about you, Dane? Do you remember the first time where the first episode you saw and just your reaction to it? Yeah, it was uh, Heart of Ice was mm. the first uh, animated uh, series episode that I remember watching, at least. Um, again, I think I was a little too young to really, um, to really sort of get behind the hype of... Um, the animated series uh, sounds like you were you were just just at that right age, um, but yeah, uh, it was probably Heart of Ice. Um, but what really struck me was uh, the uh, or you know what really made me a fan, I guess you could say, it was the uh, pl the PlayStation Two games, the the, the Batman oh, okay. the animated series, PlayStation Two games, Batman Vengeance and um, Rise of Sinsu, right? 
I think it was vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> um, that really, really stuck it in me. So like, yeah, uh, it's probably the PlayStation Two games. Um, but I, I, I love the fact to, um, I can rest my head on my pillow, um, at night, knowing full well, and and I can sleep perfectly knowing full well that you did not, you, you didn't like. Kevin Conroy's voice when he first uh, heard it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was only for a day, but that's one day too many. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's great. But um, look, I mean, like if, if you're talking about legacy, I can't really think of a better legacy than than he left, right? Like oh he, yeah, he is the the, the voice of Batman. Not only you know in video games or. Uh, animated films or animated series it's it's also when you read a comic book right oh you yeah, hear that voice in your yeah. head like how, how would kevin conroy say it exactly and you know that that's it, the yeah it's just autumn for me anyway it's just automatic too it's like immediately when i start reading a comic you, you just hear kevin conroy's voice and the fact that i know that's the case for so many people is just amazing and there is moments where it's like, because we've had so many like different animated movies and series now where there are different voice actors playing Batman. There are like some moments where some of the voices might creep in, but Kevin Conroy takes over. <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> it's been established in my brain for so many years now that even when sometimes a hint of another voice actor's performance comes through, Kevin Conroy is like pushes through. It's like it comes back as his voice as I'm reading a Batman comic, no matter what the art style is or design of Batman. That's what's so great about his performance too that's how iconic and perfect it is no matter the variation the look of batman the writing style of it kevin conroy's voice fits perfectly for any version of batman and he showed that too over the course of his career where sometimes he would do some like guest spots whether it's batman brave or the bold i think even recently uh, he did a guest appearance on teen titans uh, go where he could play that comedic batman as well mixed in with his uh serious <laughs> take on the character also so he's just such a great actor i mean i mean his history comes from from theater and that's what obviously helped him train for to do this performance as batman and i always love the story that he would tell and some and bruce tim andrea beaumont or not andrea beaumont andrea romano not master the phantasm but um andrea romano when they were looking for the right actor to play batman and how kevin conroy went into the audition not being familiar with the character at all, just being knowing of Batman from the Adam West show. But then when reading about it and hearing it be described to him and how he compared it to, oh, this is Hamlet. Like this is right up my alley. <laughs> I could I could do something with this. And then just the reaction when Bruce Tim and Andrea Romano heard his audition for the first time. And it was just like that Eureka moment where it's like, okay, cancel all other auditions when we found our Batman. And it's just crazy to think as the series is 30 years now, 30 years old now, and just how um, iconic or just how special that moment must have been for everyone in that audition room <laughs> hearing his voice as Batman for the very first time. Probably realizing then that they had something special, but maybe not realizing the impact that that moment would have for years to come for the character of Batman. Uh, 30 years later so i can only wish i could have been in that <laughs> audition room hearing it for the first time that would be kind of cool if i don't know as a way maybe somewhere down the line 
those audition recordings could be released for Batman the Animated Series. Uh, for not just Kevin Conroy's Batman, but for all the main characters in the series for and the villains. Because that would be kind of a cool celebration to get for us fans to experience. Just kind of hearing those audition recordings and what things were sounding like, how they went about it and how they decided to portray these characters and how different maybe it would have been to when the series actually got started. I would I would love that, man. I would eat all that up. <laughs> that would be amazing to get. Maybe somewhere down the line. But uh, yeah, because Batman the Animated Series really is probably the first show where I really got to know the actors behind the voices and just really appreciating what amazing acting talents pretty much everyone involved with the show was being led by Kevin Conroy. I remember too, when I first got exposed to actually seeing Kevin Conroy for the first time and finding out about different voice, the different voices behind the series was a special news report. Our local uh, Fox 11 news um, had on the series because it would air on Fox, obviously. So a local news report had it on there and like a behind the scenes look, whether in Warner Brothers animation at the recording studios and, getting to see people like Kevin Conroy for the first time. And that's where I found out Mark Hamill voiced the Joker. <laughs> Cause I remember a tease, like a, a commercial break before that report aired, where it was like, meet the roles behind the new animated show, Batman, the animated series. And they show like, including Mark Hamill. I was like, Mark Hamill, man, who does Luke play in the series? Maybe it's the Riddler. Uh, I could see his voice doing that. And then they said it was a Joker mind-blown moment <laughs> i was like what and i've seen several episodes with the joker before but um again young stupid tim probably wasn't paying attention to the credits back then so <laughs> i didn't put two and two together to bother to look at the credits to find out that mark hamill voiced the joker but yeah <laughs> that was just such a cool moment again felt like the first time where i started really appreciating the voice talent behind uh the series yeah, especially for you, that that must have been like double double love for yeah. uh, the animated series, right? Not, yeah. not only do you get a great Batman and great Batman story, but you also get Mark Hamill thrown into there. Uh, <laughs> it, totally unrecognizable. Yeah, it um, really was. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I just looked it up. It was Batman Vengeance. Um, and I remember, Tim, it, it stirred up a deep memory. I remember reading the review of uh, uh, Batman Vengeance in Game Informer. <laughs> okay, I probably um, read that same review during the time. <laughs> yeah, and was really uh, uh, oh should 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 I get this game? It, it didn't really get good reviews on it. Um, you know, yeah. So and they're getting it, and that's why I love uh, Kevin Conroy. <laughs> Smart decision. Because I didn't listen to the reviews. <laughs> so I don't think that, it got good reviews. No, nah, it didn't get horrible reviews. It was just like very middle tier. Middle, it was just like yeah. not great, not horrible. It's just you know, it's decent. Well, I had real fun with it though. Now. It was one of those instances where I was getting that game no matter what. Yeah, sure. It's it's a game that's on the PlayStation Two, GameCube, and Xbox. You know back then next gen systems <laughs> but uh, a new batman game based off the animated series with the voice actors i mean it was a no-brainer i didn't care what the reviews were even if it got the scores that um 
Batman Dark Tomorrow got. <laughs> the game that came out a year or two later. Um, I still would have got it because it was based on the animated series and he had all the voice actors in it. So, yeah, that, that one was a no-brainer no matter what <laughs> for me. Yeah, it, it, it got a six six 6.75 out of 10 for the GameCube and a, a, a 7 for the PlayStation 2. I wonder so, what made the PlayStation 2 just, you know, a little bit fire. better. Yeah. yeah. It was like, like, I don't know, how it ran or something. Because I got it uh, on the PS2 first because it came out, if I remember right, 2001. And the GameCube and Xbox came out in November that year. So this came out a few months before. So technically they were, they were launch titles for the Xbox and GameCube. But it was out on the PS2 a couple of months before. And even though I was planning to get a GameCube out when it came out, there was no way I was going to wait that long to play uh, Batman Vengeance. So I got it on the PS2. Uh, it it was the other way around. Um, it came out for uh, PlayStation 2, uh, Game Boy. <laughs> uh, Game, uh, I can't forget that. Ex- Game Boy Advance, probably. Advanced, yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it was first launched with... Um, Oh no, I, I I stand correct. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No. Yeah, it's 2002. Uh, it, it was first launched on PlayStation 2, then uh, Game Boy, and then um, uh, GameCube. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And then, if if you want to play it on your computer, <laughs> which I I wouldn't recommend, it came out in uh, September 6, 2002. Yeah, I would love it if that game got an HD remaster. Kind of bundled that with The Rise of Sinsu. I think The Rise of Sinsu is a little bit underrated. It's kind of a cool old school like beat 'em up game with two player co op. Mm. And to me, that was just fun getting to choose because it, both games are based off the new Batman adventures. So you, in Rise of Sinsu, you can either play Batman, Robin, Batgirl, or Nightwing. And to me, it was it was a lot of fun. That game, I think, it's a little underrated. So that would be really cool if we kind of got a bundle collection of those those two games from that era and HD remaster because everything's getting HD remastered nowadays. Let's, let's bring everything back. <laughs> that game got a five out of 10 on uh, game informer. And I think it got uh, worse reviews than vengeance, but I still had fun. with yeah. it. Yeah. Which is weird because uh, the game boy advanced version got seven out of 10. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, maybe, if, figure, maybe that was more would, of it. 2D side scroller beat him up because the other one was, was yeah. kind of different. It was like 3D and you're kind of from the bat, a behind perspective of the characters instead of a side scroller. So it was yeah. a different type of beat him up. Yeah, that that, that was the, the weird days when companies would make two different versions of a game, not just not just a port. Yeah. Yeah. Where it'd be like <clears throat> the the. the the one I remember, anyway, is the the Tony Hawk. Um, oh yeah, mm. uh, the first Tony Hawk game, um, playing on Game Boy and then playing on PlayStation. You know, it's like yeah, two di- completely different games. Yeah, with the handheld market being as strong as it was back then, like you had to have two different versions of the game. Yeah, back in those days. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not only that, also the graphical capability oh, yeah. of the the Game Boy, 32-bit. <laughs> Was it was it that much? I think the Game Boy Advance might have been sixteen bit. Uh, Thirty two was oh, really? Game Boy Advance. I yeah. didn't even know it was that powerful. <laughs> it did pump yeah. up some good graphics though for those <laughs> that cared to utilize its potential. 
I don't know. They, 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 it seems like they kept the 32-bit until like that that Game Boy that um, was like a square and then you flip it open. Uh, what was that one called? Oh yeah, the SP. SP. Yeah. yeah. Or even like the dual, the dual screen one. The, uh, is it Nintendo you, DS? Yeah. 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 That was definitely more stronger, but I can't remember how much stronger it was. But yeah, I guess that's a mystery for another day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so just thinking about too, just we mentioned how long his legacy of playing Batman was, and just the way he evolved and changed his performance throughout the years too. I think doesn't get talked about enough, in my opinion. Because obviously his work on anime on Batman the Animated Series, the original one, is iconic. I mentioned before his way he distinguished his portrayal as Bruce and Batman was fantastic. But when we got to the new Batman Adventures, and this might be an underrated opinion, I'm not sure, but this is how I feel. I still see too many others online kind of feel the same way. But my favorite period of Kevin Conroy playing Batman is in the new Batman adventures. And it's might sound a little strange because his portrayal as Batman was pretty, um, I guess you could say, I don't want to make the sound as a negative, but kind of one note where he didn't distinguish Batman from Bruce Wayne in this series very much at all, very subtly in certain instances, but his voice performance was pretty consistent as far as keeping Bruce and Batman pretty similar. But I just love his take on Batman during that series. It was definitely a more serious, the more, I guess you could kind of say the more jerk version of Batman was during that time period. But I, I just loved it. Cause that's for, for me, it was a period of Batman, especially coming off of Batman, the animated series original run. I just like how the new Batman adventures really felt like some time has passed and Batman and Bruce during this period has become a real cynical jaded character for everything where all he cares about is his mission as Batman. Nothing else matters. And there's episodes that clearly show that one in particular, Old Wounds, where he really plays kind of the jerk Batman uh, to Dick as Robin in that one. And just the way Kevin Conroy plays it is just beautifully done. <laughs> but the way how, how dark and serious Batman is in that series, that's the Batman that I <laughs> that I really love as far as performance goes. It, just, it was almost Batman who doesn't... Does, like. Not as, I mean, this might be a knock for some people too, where it's like not a sympathetic Batman towards most of the villains. It's almost like he's dealt with these villains for so long now, he's tired of their crap. <laughs> he doesn't care what their excuses are for keep doing what they're doing. He's just going to take them down and bring them in no matter what. And the way Kevin Conroy did that, even though, like I said, it wasn't very distinct as he from Bruce and Batman, I just love that serious take that he did on Batman in this one. Uh, His vocal, like his pitch, his vocal range for Batman in the new Batman Avengers is my favorite out of all of them. That in particular is the voice I hear inside my head when I read the comics is his performance in those new Batman adventures. It's just that to me is quintessential Batman voice (laughs) going for me once we got to that period. So like I said, that might, I might be in the minority in that, but when it comes to this, how I think Batman should sound, that is the way and kevin conroy just again evolved it to i think uh perfection during that era um but then you go into justice league where he he just evolves it more it's kind of for justice league i felt 
that was kind of a nice balance of kind of like a mix of his new Batman Adventures performance and his Batman the Animated Series, where it wasn't quite as serious and dark, but it still had that. But he was definitely more of a kind of a, um, I don't want to say playful, but not a serious Batman, where he was joking around in certain instances with the other members of the Justice League in certain moments and still pulled it off very well. Because that's the thing, too, where they didn't necessarily, this is kind of before continuity <laughs> was kind of as important and I think most people um, hope for and having an established continuity in what they're watching now. But I liked how without really saying it, and then eventually they did by the time Justice League ended, but all the DC animated series shows, starting from Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, Justice League, all that is in the same continuity. And without really trying to do that, it all pretty much worked <laughs> really well, where most, of it, most things add up. And could see where yeah it does feel like one story continuous story that uh, followed the character of batman throughout those series but the fact that i just love how you can just see the progression of kevin conroy's performance and the different styles and ways he played batman and bruce throughout the course of all those series but yet it all still feels like it's the same character because when you go back and watch whether it's uh the last episode of justice league and the very first episode of the animated series with on leather wings there's a drastic change in the way in kevin the way kevin conroy's voice sounds as batman but yet it still feels natural and that obviously it is uh, the same uh character because it's the same actor performing through all those years it just that co- course of time it just sounds gonna sound different but it was just a nice evolution of the performance and just batman as a character starting from the animated series up until we see him in justice league so just again a testament to his performance to all those years, not realizing it was this kind of one big long journey the character was taking over the course of those series. It, it all just felt so natural and perfect um, for that pretty much 10 year run amongst those series that we got to experience with this version of Batman. Only you would notice the difference, Tim. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really, I didn't really notice the difference, to be honest. Uh, maybe with the with the Arkham games, um, mm. because that was definitely no, we're not doing lighthearted stuff here. Yeah, <laughs> we're just going full full dark on it. Um, so I guess I I guess that would just be the uh, the definitive voice in my head. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Arkham games too, because I don't want to forget about those because. Um, those ones I've obviously played. I only played each one once. I mean, I've got pretty much 100% on all the games, so I played them for a while when they first came out, but I haven't revisited them where I did another playthrough, and I kind of want to do that <laughs> now, too. But so, um, not too familiar with, or I shouldn't say not too familiar, but I don't remember as much as, like, specific lines of dialogue that stick with me throughout the game because it's been a while, but Kevin Conroy's performance throughout the course of those games is just amazing as well my favorite the one i do remember that always stood out to me is just that final moment he had with the joker in arkham city where he just goes after everything and all that we've been through i still would have saved you it's just a great performance right there between both kevin conroy and mark hamill just they're not what's crazy as i think about it now they got both of them got to do two final or if you count the killing joke at the final moment between Batman and Joker, maybe three, but definitely two where 
they had the final interactions between Batman and Joker. Um, the first being in Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. That was the final confrontation between Batman and Joker was done there. Played beautifully, <laughs> amazingly well there too. And then in Arkham, where the or Arkham City, where Joker dies. So it's pretty cool to think about how both Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill got to do final confrontations of Batman and Joker twice. And both of them are totally different, but still awesome in their own ways. I'll probably give the edge to Return of the Joker just because my DC animated universe by <laughs> bias that I have. But still, both of those moments are you just couldn't ask for better performances to have and make a moment that would be so hard to do for these two iconic characters in fiction to what their final moments would be. And both of them just did an amazing job of telling it in two different ways. Um, several years later, it's actually a decade or just a little over a decade from Return of the Joker and then when Arkham City came out. But um yeah, to somebody just thought about now how awesome it is that both of them got to do that twice. <laughs> just another feather in their cap. That two final moments between Batman and the Joker that I think is almost impossible to top. Uh, you played the multiverses game, Tim. What, what, uh, what was he doing in that game? Yeah, so that was definitely more of a lighthearted performance on Batman. Yeah. That's kind of reminds me more how his take was on Joker because I mean he's interacting with characters like Shaggy and Tom and Jerry Bugs Bunny so obviously this is gonna be more of a lighthearted take but again he plays it beautifully and uh, sad to say that's I, unless there's something that he did that we don't know about just yet that looks to be his final performance as Batman I'm kind of hoping that yeah. there is something else maybe that he worked on uh, before he passed away but right now um, that's it but. Um, it's definitely probably one of the more unique performances and uh, Batman portrayals that he had to do for <laughs> multiverses with all the mix of characters that are involved in that game. But I'm um, going back to Arkham, the Arkham games for a minute. I remember when those games were first announced and that was the time where you were best not to get too excited about a new Batman game because we've been burned so many times before with 3D Batman games being such a disappointment. Uh, Batman Dark Tomorrow, I bring you up again because you are the epitome of that. And even the graphic style, even though it's a different console generation, it looked like it could be similar to the, that game because Dark Tomorrow, the trailers and the pictures, it looked awesome. But when you got to play it, oh boy. So part of me thought, uh, better keep expectations in check. And then... I remember it was, I believe it was a Game Informer article that was kind of not necessarily doing the first look. Maybe it was the first look, but I'm um, kind of lifting the curtain more on the game and what it's going to be like. And I remember a specific, not exactly how it said, but something in regards to the voices um, that the producers at Rocksteady mentioned where they didn't reveal who was going to be playing Batman and Joker yet, but they go, we want to make this game kind of feel as special as a Batman game needs to be. And we feel the vocal talent needs uh, to reflect that as well. So we want to make sure we get the perfect casting for that, for this game. And part of me, I couldn't help but think, well, we already know what the perfect casting is for Batman and Joker, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. So that kind of gave me some hope that maybe they will do that. And when it was officially announced that, yeah, Kevin Conroy is going to be voicing Batman in the Arkham games, along with Mark Hamill, Arlene Sorkin back as Harley, 
um that just that definitely raised my excitement level for the game and thought okay maybe this one actually has a chance to be a somewhat decent batman game that's all i was hoping for decent (laughs) one that i could play through and experience a batman story created specifically specifically for a video game and yet have it be voiced by the animated series actors but so i remember being hopeful when i learned that they were going to be voicing the characters but the fact that it became one of the best games ever (laughs) obviously the greatest superhero game series ever wasn't expecting that but they're definitely part of the reason why those games are so are held in such high regard um both in its gameplay but in regards to the storytelling just more great performances um that we got there in every game in this in the arkham series so um that's up there um as well as one of kevin connery's finest performances as this on that the Arkham version of Batman and just so well done and just a brilliant move by Rocksteady <laughs> and just to have him be voicing those characters in the game and just realizing knowing how iconic their portrayals of those characters are and they wanted to realize that to make their version of the Arkham story be as iconic as well and mission accomplished yeah all we need is a, a re-release in 60 frames the ones that we the remasters they did aren't in 60 frames then i take it no no they're not uh, um, unfortunately um i while you were talking i looked up his uh his filmography mm-hmm. and uh of course you got stuff like like mask of the phantasm sub-zero and return of the joker and apocalypse public enemies but then in 2014, you have this thing called, in, he's it, it's it's a documentary, and it's a he 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 was the narrator. It's called Russian Yeti, the Killer Lives. Mm, what that, is okay. that? <laughs> that I never heard of. Yeah, very interesting. Oh, and I guess he he was in this documentary. I I know that voice, well, uh, voice acting. Yeah, I did see that. From a few years oh, ago. Did? Yeah. Is that, is that one any good? Yeah, it was pretty cool. This is a, yeah. I believe it's the one, I think it was produced like by John DiMaggio. Um, he was kind of behind it, just kind of giving exposure to all the voice actors, like the voice acting community. I've never seen it on Netflix. Uh, it was yeah. a while ago, so I'm not sure if it's still on there, but it was definitely cool cool to see. Hey, did, um, did John DiMaggio play Waka from? Final uh, Fantasy 10. Final Fantasy 10, yeah. He did. That was actually one of my first really exposures to him as a voice actor. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I I just remember his voice. I mean, he 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 has such a distinctive Yeah. voice. I mean, yeah, that just shows what a great voice actor he is from Waka to like um the main character Bender. in Gears and, and his Sorry. performance as Joker in Under yeah. the Red Hood. So <laughs> Wow, yeah, he did do it. And he did tend to. Wow, I I uh, kind of blown away now. The <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, voice actors are so underrated. <laughs> yeah, that's why you kind of get disappointed too when these like big Hollywood animated movies they got to get a list celebrities to do the voices, which is I mean yeah. it's fine they don't do terrible jobs, but it's like it's always refreshing to see when they actually use 
you know, voice acting talent because there is a difference. Uh, there really is. It's a different art form to voice act and then just being an actor just using your voice for for a movie role and it's underappreciated <laughs> and um, obviously Kevin Conroy is definitely one of the best to ever do it. I would love to see him do more of like mainstream movies type stuff because his talent was limitless when it comes to being a voice actor and this would have been cool to have him do more stuff as much as I <laughs> loved seeing him and do Batman as much as he could and that's another thing too where there was I know mean, sometimes you did see and I get it where it'd be announced a new Batman animated movie and Kevin Conroy's doing the voice and you'd hear some reactions going I mean, we love Kevin Conroy, but it's nice to be to get someone hear a different take on Batman for this particular project or whatnot. Like I said, I understand that, but at the same time, especially now that he's passed away, I mean, I'm grateful for every project he got to do voicing Batman. I mean, because now we have so many iconic performances that we get to go back and relive, and like he lives on through those performances, and the fact that we have so many now. Um, just not just with the series, but a lot of different movies and video games is just I'm so thankful for now. So really, I was never disappointed when I heard that Kevin Conroy would be voicing Batman in any DC animated project. Because um, there was that period where once uh, Justice League ended and before the Arkham games, uh, we didn't get Kevin Conroy as Batman for quite a few years. I remember that's I was so excited and it was kind of a big deal when they announced that for um the batman gotham knights um anime project um it was i believe that was the third animated movie once dc warner brothers started doing the dc animated movie line gotham knights was the third one and once they announced that again i was hoping oh can they get kevin conroy to do it i know it's all in an anime style but like his like i said his voice is perfect for any style art style that batman will have so i was really glad when it was announced that he would be coming back voicing Batman because it was kind of almost, I want to say a comeback, but it's been a while. So it was the kind of built it. Yeah. Like Kevin Conroy's back voicing Batman. And from there, I think that's where it really took off where he kind of had a steady flow of voicing Batman from the different animated movies and the Arkham games moving forward. So, but there was that period where we didn't have Kevin Conroy voicing Batman for anything for a bit, but I'm glad that didn't last too long. <laughs> it was definitely more of a consistent basis where we got to hear his portrayal as Batman uh, pretty much since because Gotham Knights came out in 2008. And ever since then, it was a pretty consistent flow of different projects that Kevin Conroy got to voice as Batman up until now. Yeah, I, I wonder what what happened there. You know, like, why would you not have Kevin Conroy? Do, maybe he didn't want to do it anymore. Maybe I never heard of him saying that he needed a break or from voicing Batman yeah. or whatnot, but I just think it was like there wasn't too many projects. I mean, because he had uh, the Batman, which started in 2004, and I know obviously they wanted to. It was the first animated series, a Batman show after the animated series, so I'm sure they wanted to put their own distinct stamp on it and have it not be connected with the animated series. So I understand that. And then you had Brave and the Bold, which is obviously a totally different take and a more lighthearted version of Batman. And wanting to do something different. And Dietrich Bader is amazing as that version of Batman. But even, like I said, they got Kevin Conroy to uh, do a few roles in there, too. And his portrayal as the Phantom Stranger in the episode Chill of the Night, which, again, one of the greatest animated Batman stories ever told. <laughs> but um, his portrayal as the Phantom Stranger, Kevin Conroy did an awesome job. And this that was a really cool 
an underrated dynamic that him and Mark Hamill share because Mark Hamill got to play the Spectre, Kevin Conroy got to voice Phantom Stranger, and both of them were like like the angel and devil over Batman's shoulder, kind of wanting him to the Phantom Stranger trying to prevent him from taking revenge on Joe Chill where the Spectre is encouraging him to take revenge and kill Joe Chill. So that dynamic that both Mark Howell and Kevin Conroy had of those characters, both kind of really trying to influence the character of Batman there. It was great to see. And it's such a different dynamic that they had between their takes on Joker and Batman. But yet that chemistry they have as playing rivals against each other was still on full display in that episode and Batman Brave of the Bold. So, yeah. Glad I remember to bring that up because I love that episode again is just amazing. But in particular, focusing on Kevin Conroy as Phantom Stranger, Mark Hamill as the Spectre. That was just some truly great stuff. So if you haven't seen that episode, definitely check it out. If you're someone who's does not really interested in Braving the Bullet from the more comedic take on that, this episode is one of the most serious takes on Batman you'll get. <laughs> in, the, in the most lighthearted series Batman has ever had, it had one of its most darkest and serious episodes of any Batman animated content and it's just filled with great performances in there so definitely check that out if you haven't it's called uh, Chill of the Night and I've raved about it so much too <laughs> over the course of this podcast and even back to Gotham Knights online where we're doing that podcast I think I'd bring that up several times so <laughs> you're probably sick of me hearing about that one Dane but I gotta mention it every time that I can he, he also did um, uh, the voice of uh John Grayson in the Batman. That's right. Yeah. I remember that, man. But I remember it now, but that's one that I forget about as well. One episode. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one where they finally brought Robin into the Batman, which is like pretty later on in the series' run is like season three or four or something like that. Uh, I should probably revisit that too because I haven't seen that since it first aired. What about his performance in uh, Batman Beyond? Yeah, let's not forget about that. <laughs> Thank mm. you, Dave, because that is awesome, too. And that's another thing where I remember for Batman Beyond, I remember finding out about it just some random night. I was just scrolling online. It was you know, 1997, 98, still kind of early days of the Internet where you just see what you can find online doing these searches. I would just do a search for Batman or Batman the Animated Series. And then I just saw a news headline for some site about new Batman series. I think it was then it was called Batman tomorrow. And the bat suit that Terry McGinnis had in the first image was, it was yellow. The the symbol was yellow instead of red. That's how early on it was. And I remember seeing new Batman series announced set in the future. Kevin Conroy confirmed to voice old Bruce Wayne. I'm like, wait, what, what, what's going on here? We're getting a new Batman series. And Kevin Conroy is going to be old Batman because the new Batman adventures was still going on there during this time. I was like, oh, so what's what's happening here? We got two Batman series. Is this one that's going to take over? It was just crazy to learn about. But I remember thinking, oh, cool, an older version of Bruce Wayne, but yet it's still going to be voiced by Kevin Conroy. I mean, I have no doubt he'll be able to pull it off as an older version of Bruce Wayne. And boy, does he, no surprise, he pulled it off and did an amazing job as playing that older, more disgruntled. I uh, talked about uh, the new Batman Adventures Batman, not really... <laughs> caring much other than the mission and giving two craps about of what these villains feel and what their problems are. This is more so the case where this is the older Bruce Wayne and Batman to where he was, unfortunately that 
I think that way of thinking, you see the outcome of that and just how he was truly alone at this time until Terry came into his life. So just great performances here. I mean, the show is about Terry as Batman. So understandably, there weren't too many Bruce Wayne focused episodes, but when there were, um, they're amazing. I mean, he was great in the premiere episode Rebirth. Um, the episode, the second episode, Blackout, where they had that awesome moment in the Batcave where Ink attacks and Batman has to help Terry out in the Grey Ghost <laughs> hat and goggles to hide his identity. That was amazing. Another great episode was how we got Ace the Bat Hound. Um, uh, that how we found him and became pretty much his companion, <laughs> probably for a bit, his only friend until Terry came into the mix. But Obviously, the greatest episode that featured Kevin Conroy in Batman Beyond was Out of the Past, where Bruce goes into the Lazarus pit and becomes young again. And Kevin Conroy gets to voice the younger Bruce Wayne <laughs> again in that episode was great. And then seeing him go from old Bruce to young Bruce was fantastic. Uh, but the highlight probably had to be in that episode, just his reaction to the Batman musical <laughs> that the episode kicked off with, with him and Terry at that show. And just <laughs> the way he was so annoyed at that was just amazing to see. So yeah. And then of course, Return of the Joker was that amazing. Everyone brought their A game for that movie. <laughs> so yeah, his time as the older Bruce Wayne and Batman beyond should not be overlooked as well. It's just another reason why he is, the greatest to ever portray the character because he got to play him in so many different time periods of his life. I mean, the only time he didn't get to play him is as a kid. Cause there is that justice league episode where Batman, wonder woman, Superman and green lantern uh, get shrunk or not shrunk, but they get turned back into kids and they had different voice actors. So we couldn't hear Kevin Conroy as a 10 year old Bruce Wayne, but see, I like to imagine he could still pull that off as well. He's just that good. But uh, yeah, his job as the older Bruce Wayne was just, just as good as all his other portrayals. Just amazing. Yeah, I'm sure they could have just uh, made his voice higher, right? He, or he could have made his voice higher <laughs> yeah. and made it even higher. Yeah. Look at that's a little tweaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess now I kind of want to share, I guess, some of our favorite performance moments whether it's the episode or specific scenes in general where just we felt that kevin conroy was at his best and just really brought out the character as batman and, and i have a few that i want to mention and i'm sure some are going to be obvious ones because <laughs> there are a lot of people's favorites but they're just that good they have to be mentioned but i'm going to start with kind of an underrated one that i don't hear uh, talk about too much but i always like this performance here and it's pretty early on in the animated series is run when the episode I'm referring to is the underdwellers where um, Batman realizes that uh, this criminal, the sewer King is using utilizing kids and making them live in horrible conditions in the sewers, pretty much being his slaves and just having them go out and steal for him. And once Batman finds out just the anger he feels and <laughs> towards this character, the sewer King for doing this to these kids, it's just great. There's the end the ending line he has to him is the one I want to bring out, which is this fantastic where Batman, the sewer King thinks his escapes, Batman grabs him before he's able to make his escape in like an underground subway. And Batman just grabs him by the collar of his shirt. He just goes, normally I don't pass sentence. That's for the courts. But this time, like this time I am so close to doing the job myself. And just 
the way Kevin Conroy portrayed the anger that Batman here had here because of what he did to these kids was just so beautifully done. And one that I just don't think it's mentioned enough as far as great uh, moments or scenes that Kevin Conroy did as Batman, because, you know, the way, like, obviously he's going to stop criminals no matter what they're doing. But when it comes to criminals mistreating kids, that's like it takes it to another level for Batman where he just really he's not going to tolerate that all and at all. And like the anger you heard Kevin Connery bring out in Batman that moment was one that always stood out to me. I think is one of his best performances early on in Batman, the animated series. So, yeah, definitely wanted to start out with one that's kind of I feel is a little bit under the radar, <laughs> um, but then you got some of my other favorites and one that I'll mention um, I'll just go right into one that is my favorite episode of the series, which is Robin's Reckoning. And just the way Kevin Conroy both played the warm, loving father figure to young Dick Grayson in this episode was so beautifully done, especially that ending moment where he reveals to Dick that, yeah, my I lost my parents as well due to crime. And not really saying that, but just the way he explains to dick how he knows what he's going through and just goes um you think if i can oh there was something i could have do if i only i could have warned them and that's where young dick just goes your mom and dad and bruce just says i and dick goes does it ever get the pain goes away and bruce says i wish i could say yes but it will get better in time and just that and they, and they share that embrace as bruce as dick just breaks down and starts crying into his arms but the performance that kevin conway did again showing what a warm loving father he's going to be to the young Dick Grayson here. And then you contrast that to the, and you flash forward to what's going on in the current time with him just really kind of being a jerk to Rob and not allowing him to go on him to pursue Tony Zuko once Dick finds out that's who he's after. It just, again, the contrast in the performance between Batman and Dick, or Batman and Bruce Wayne, and how he's interacting with Dick Grayson both in the past and the present was just amazingly done and just shows the, the range of Kevin Conroy as a voice actor it's just, that's there's many reasons why that episode is my favorite of the entire series but that last scene between bruce and the young dick Grayson there is a big reason why that is and the performances they just knocked it out of the park in that episode and then of course you got the yeah, chance to got, dream oh, i'm sorry, sorry. Dave, go ahead <laughs> so, no, cut just, me off if i'm <laughs> rambling on too much because you know i can go on and on <laughs> no i was just gonna say yeah that's mine uh, that's the one that sticks out for me um like you said just shows off the range yeah just uh, incredible as i just think about it <laughs> yeah anyway and sorry got... i didn't mean I, I didn't mean to interrupt your yeah. uh, monologue tim <laughs> feel free yes feel free <laughs> but then you got to mention what kevin con what kevin conroy considered his favorite episode perchance the dream and just how fun that was for him and just fun for us as an audience to get to hear him not only play a bruce wayne who feels he's losing his mind thinking that he's no longer Batman, his parents are still alive, but the interactions that he gets to do and bounce off of himself really as a voice actor, because he, not only does he voice Batman and Bruce Wayne in this episode, but he voices Thomas Wayne as well. So kind of going bouncing off of him interacting as Bruce and with Thomas Wayne. And then the awesome moment where he gets to confront Batman and play, uh, have a conversation between Bruce Wayne and Batman is just fantastic as well and it's again one of those things where you can't even tell that it's the same voice actor doing it it's just it does feel like it's two different characters talking to each other and kevin conroy always said how much fun he had 
doing that episode and it's all on there in his performance of you could just tell he was loving it and just did a fantastic job so i could definitely understand why that is would be his favorite episode to to perform as bruce wayne and batman but then another one i want to mention too is the episode i am the knight um, which is where batman goes through his phase where it's like what's the point of this should is it does it even matter that i am batman what good am i doing out there and there's that great moment once he he learns that jim gordon has been shot and is in critical condition he just goes back to the bat cave and just destroys pretty much everything that was in his path lab tables equipment uh desks and he just lets out this animalistic almost scream in anger that i don't think kevin conroy has ever topped as far as anger batman moments out of where he just lets it all loose and just gives out this scream that just stays with you uh really showcasing just how anger and the pain that batman is feeling in that moment and then that conversation he has with dick where he at that moment decides to give up being batman and just really again bringing out that emotion of anger and regret that he has and that moments where he goes maybe it's time for batman to go back to the abyss that spawned him before anybody else gets hurt and he just throws his cow into the bat cave there it's just great performances as the batman in that state of mind here that i don't think we ever got to see again we never saw batman be in that mindset in any other episode but the fact that we got to see batman kind of at his lowest here was pretty remarkable to see and have kevin conroy performing in the way he did really sold it as just you know the character he's obviously going to have some moments like this over the course of his career as batman to have him be almost at its breaking point for being for blaming himself for almost uh costing the life of jim gordon for him not being there in time was just fantastic um so yeah his performance there is just one of his best ever and then of course i have to mention batman mask of the phantasm that scene at the graveyard i think this is probably amongst a lot of fans favorite moments and boy just what a performance by kevin conroy here the emotion he brings here talking to i mean you're playing a character who's begging his dead parents for forgiveness for not keeping the promise he made to them and boy do you feel the emotion the impact that this is having on him i mean you feel what he's feeling there that's how great a performance kevin conroy gave in that moment there it's just you really feel for the character maybe in almost any scene in any moment of batman the animated series this is where yeah, i think you just really feel for bruce in this moment choosing between a vow and happiness i mean he says that iconic line like please i didn't see this coming i never counted on being happy i mean the torture and torment that the character is going through at that moment you, this i mean kevin conroy should have gotten an award for that moment <laughs> I would say Emmy, but this is a movie. You should have gotten an Oscar <laughs> for that performance. Um, it was just that good in my mind. It's probably his greatest moment as playing Bruce Wayne um, there was. So I've, I've talked about plenty of times <laughs> discussing Mask of the Phantasm, how that's probably um, the best moment of the movie. And just it's up there as I, I don't think you could definitely say right now, but when you're talking about greatest moments that Kevin Conroy played, bruce wayne or batman that one is definitely high up on the list and up there for discussion as being the best of the best because he just did a brilliant job um, bringing that emotion to the character like never before and then the final one i, I want to mention is one that is really subdued but a really powerful one and this is where 
in Justice League Unlimited, the epilogue episode, where he goes to be with Ace, the member of the Royal Flesh Gang, who has these psychic powers, but yet it's causing her to die. Her psychic powers gave her a tumor, and she's only has a few more minutes. And Amanda Waller calls the Justice League to kind of take her out, because if she dies unexpectedly with that tumor, it's going to cause like a a massive like seismic reaction that could affect so many people in Gotham uh, mentally. So that they have to take her down before she dies and uses that power that way. But um, I just love how Hawkgirl was going to do it, but Bruce said, or as Batman says, he'll do it because he's encountered Ace before. She'll probably let him in and he's the one to do it. But the fact that obviously Ace is a strong psychic, she can remind, she knew Batman wasn't going to do it Batman volunteered to do it because he didn't want anyone to use that device to kill her. He wanted to be there to be with Ace as she dies on her own time. And just from someone, because there's that great line where she says she was robbed of her childhood. And Bruce says, I know what that's like. And he, Batman has very little dialogue here, but the way Kevin Conroy performs it as both being a somber moment, but also a comforting one for Batman to be there with Ace at the end. It was like so much done with so little said. It was just brilliant. And that's that's up there too as one of the best Batman moments ever and I think performances for when you look at it in a way where, as I mentioned, not a lot of dialogue, but the impact in every word that Batman said in there, uh, you just really felt the emotion and comfort that he was trying to bring to Ace during her final moments there, which just played so beautifully by Kevin Conroy and that moment there. So that one I had to mention as well, as far as being one um, where so much was brought to you in a performance with not a lot of dialogue. That's how great a performer Kevin Conroy is. He couldn't, there'd be powerful moments where he didn't have to say much, but you felt the impact as big monologue moments, like in the one in Mask of the Phantasm at his parents' graveyard. So again, just all around, he could do any any moment, big or small, just brilliantly didn't matter to him. He just uh, played it in a way that need, needed to be played for the character in a specific moment, no matter how large or small. And that's it just makes him so great. So, yeah, those are some of my favorite moments that have stood out over the course of his portrayal as Batman over the last 30 years. And again, there could be a much bigger list, but um, I can go on and on talking about other moments throughout the course of the series and movies that we've gotten from Kevin Connery over the years. But those are the ones I definitely wanted to highlight uh, on this episode. You know, looking at his awards and stuff, mm. uh, and you know, the uh, Annie award yeah, mm-hmm. for, um, for like uh, animated uh, vo- voice acting. He, he was only nominated once. Is that true? Man, that's that's a crime right there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't it, it, realize it was that. for Batman Beyond. Yeah, and he didn't win. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's even <Yeah>. worse. <laughs> well, when was those awards yeah. established? Maybe Batman the Animated Series predated it. I'm not sure, but I don't know. That seems oh, strange for him not to get nominated. 1972. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. there goes that. Yeah, maybe like a a posthumous. Award. I get some like recognition. Yeah, that can't be right, can it? See, that that's an injustice right there. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess. I guess. I mean, like, I'm. I'm just looking at their notable nominations, and it's like, uh, The Incredibles, Kung Fu Panda. Wallace and Gromit, so I think they're more in like the mainstream, mainstream. You yeah, know? more of the big movies, animated movies that come yeah. out. Uh, Into the Spider Verse, Finding Nemo, pretty much all of the Pixar yeah. movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's not what that was for. Well, I guess maybe it was a big thing for to get nominated, even then, once for Batman Beyond. <laughs> yeah. The any awards cater more towards the big budget movies, but I don't know. I haven't heard. I guess I guess they're still around, but I haven't heard much in regards to the any awards once other animated stuff has come out. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, still I, I, I see. I see Batman the animated series. It has seven seven total nominations. So still seems pretty low to me yeah. <laughs> over the, the course that it's had. Well, the Clone Wars has uh, 19. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least they didn't fail to recognize another great animated series in the achievements that <laughs> were made through yeah. that. Do you want to take a guess who has the most? The Simpsons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 48. Yeah. Yeah, that one wasn't too hard to guess. So. <laughs> hard to yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of how I wanted to do the episode as far as remembering Kevin Conroy, first exposure to him as Batman sharing some of our favorite moments. But the last thing, I guess for me, how I want to end the episode on is more of a personal experience uh, with Kevin Conroy. And I, I've told this before too, but this is one that I, I'm going to appreciate it even more so now where I had the, there's a great book that came out, Batman animated it came out in 1998 and Fun fact, the first thing I ever ordered from Amazon <laughs> was that book. And, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's a fantastic oh. inside look at Batman the Animated Series and stuff I never got to see before. It was, I read that thing to death. and But also wanted to keep it in very good condition <laughs> because I knew it was a special book. Um, but then in 2016, uh, my older brother, Sal, he went to, it was like the L.A., I think now it's the LA Comic Con, but it was called something else back there, back then. But um, he got to meet Kevin Conroy. He, he waited in line uh, for his signing booth. And he, he always described it to me as, you know, Kevin Conroy, he's a nice guy, obviously. He, he's going to make you feel appreciated. But it was kind of at the end of the day, and he was signing the autograph and being pleasant um, with everyone he was coming talking to. But it was kind of becoming something where it was like... Uh, not necessarily like he was tired of it, but like I said, at the end of the day, he was just doing what he did and didn't like do too much as far as like, his reaction, as far as just be, being more than just courte- courteous and pleasant. But when he got up, when my brother got up there, because I gave him the book, because he asked me, do you want him to sign anything? He goes, yeah, if you can get him to sign this, this would, this would be awesome. So when he, got, when he got up there and he gave Kevin Conroy the book, I wish he could have filmed this because I would have loved to see it. But he said the reaction on his face, the way he lit up, and when he saw the book, he just went, oh, wow, this is 
and you got an amazing book here. This is incredible. And he, he was just flipping through it. Like he was a customer at a bookstore looking at this book and just being so enthralled with it. And my brother described it as like him just remembering pleasant times as uh, recording and working on Batman, the animated series, as he was flipping through the book, he just said like his whole mood, like change, like he just had a boost in energy when he saw that book and started looking at it. It just the way he complimented my brother on having it. And then this is what I really appreciate and just I'll forever cherish because I asked my brother if he can have Kevin Conroy sign it, but my brother asked him to personalize it for me. So I do have a signed copy of Bat of the book Batman Animated, signed by Kevin Conroy saying to Tim, Kevin Conroy. And it just makes me so grateful and so thankful that um, not only that my brother asked to do that when I didn't ask him for it, but Kevin Conroy did it and signed my name on that book. And that now, I mean, it already was, but even more so now that he's sadly gone, it's just one of my most prized possessions that I can have. Definitely Batman related, but just in general, just what a big part that Batman, the animated series has been in my life, creating my love for Batman and just raising my love for the character to a level like no other. And this, I mean, I wouldn't be doing this podcast with whatever Batman, the animated series, Dane, we, uh, we wouldn't be friends, obviously, if we weren't doing this podcast and getting to know each other. So there's just so much that came from Batman, the animated series. And now that I have that book that signed by Kevin Conroy personalized to me, I mean, it just, that just meant the world <laughs> to me. And it just, so grateful now that I had that and just like I said something I'll always cherish and I kind of almost don't want to ever open and look at that book anymore because I don't want anything to happen to it I don't want it to get damaged or worn out because I want to preserve it preserve it forever (laughs) but um, I couldn't help but take a look at it once I found out that he passed away and just looked at that page it was one of the first pages in the book it's a great cover too. It's not on the cover, but there is a page in the book that is the full artwork of the cover, which is just a, a drawing of Batman's head by Bruce Timm, and which just looks awesome and just the perfect image to have Kevin Conroy's signature on there. So I had to take a look at it the day he passed and just remembered and just realized how thankful I am to have that. So yeah, that's um, <laughs> I guess how I want to end the episode on just kind of sharing more of a personal moment. And while I didn't get to personally meet Kevin Conroy, um, I was so happy that my brother got to and that he was just generous enough to get that book signed for me. And like, like I said, I'll, I'll remember that forever. So it's just even though I wasn't there, it's just a great memory I have of Kevin Conroy. And just knowing that I have something that um, he signed for me is just it means the world to me. So, yeah, um, Kevin Conroy gone far too soon, but his legacy as the greatest actor to ever play batman will remain forever yeah you should uh you should put that in a sleeve or something yeah right now i I kind of just have it in a just like a zealed ziploc bag to keep the dust out but i gotta Uh, probably put it in something more protective i I, especially now yeah it it just uh just recently hit i mean it just uh just hit me right now that the only reason why Tim and I aren't screaming and yelling at each other right now is because of Kevin Conroy. Right? Right, Tim? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be two enemies. <laughs> Who knows where no. we'd be at right now? Right, just yeah. fighting on Twitter somewhere, not even realizing it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's sad. Um, yeah, that, this what I mean. When celebrities die, I'll say, you know, it's it's like, oh man, that sucks. But then somebody like Kevin Conroy dies, um, and it's it's devastating and it's it's sort of like how 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 are they going to replace somebody that uh that loved and that uh you know that that cherished really you know it's and it's uh it's really really heartbreaking and i hope his his family and everybody are are all right yes definitely i wasn't he married too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope his uh, his partner is 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 all right. But yeah, it's it's sad. It's like it's 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 a monumental shift in like every single like animated video game, uh, animated film project that that dc is going to go forward with is like how, how how can you replace somebody that big you know yeah you're right you can't that's yeah you know what it's kind of what's it's sad but also great about it because he is irreplaceable that's just how special his talent was as a performer and obviously in this case his portrayal as as batman so it's it is irreplaceable uh, but again, just thankful that we have so much content that he did over the course of 30 years for us to experience over and over again and for his legacy to live on forever, because years down the line, he'll be remembered as, I mean, in my mind, truly the greatest actor to play Batman. But obviously, there's going to be more actors to get a chance and everyone's going to have their own different opinions. But he'll always be up there as one of the greats to ever play the greatest fictional character ever created. And that's an amazing accomplishment for him to have as an actor. Yeah. So I I guess that's it for this episode, Tim. Yeah, that's going to do it. So thanks everybody for listening and to this tribute episode. We just had to do for Kevin Conroy, just have it all be about him because again, he, uh, I wouldn't probably my Batman fandom wouldn't be as strong as it was if not for his performance in Batman, the animated series. And we might not even been doing this, podcast might not even exist if it wasn't for his portrayal so it just it sent right to dedicate this entire episode to kevin conroy yeah um so yeah just go over to the batman universe.net facebook.com slash batman universe uh the twitter handle is at batman universe the show's twitter handles at that podcast tim's twitter handles at tim g311 i will say it this time yeah, I appreciate it. It's a it's a sombra episode, but a good one. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Dean's Mano. Rate and review us on iTunes and email the show at Batman's and all pants at gmail.com. So, with that, I'm saying give up every single episode. Give up each and every one of you at this time with somber hearts, but somber hearts that will love Kevin Conroy forever. <laughs> yeah, we love Kevin Conroy. See you guys. See you next time, everybody.
Yeah.